Welcome to You Did What? The podcast which analyzes all things marketing. Your hosts, Shuri Lambert and Jim Thompson, debate current brands, strategies, and actions. Hi, Sherry. How are you today? I am fabulous. It's our end of the year episode, so we have lots to talk about. Um, Is your semester done? It is done. It is done. It's graded. It's submitted. I'm turning my efforts and energy to spring 2024. All right. Well, at the end, we're going to talk about what you're going to be doing in 2024. Um, so, So let's jump into our first topic today. It seems like every few days there's a new word of the year love that so we've talked about the others of course the real uh, word of the year was headwinds mm-hmm. um, but you know that's me um, from a business standpoint the um, dictionary.com decided that hallucinate is the word of the year and they were referring to AI AI oh. was coming up with with stuff um, and uh, so they decided hallucinate was their word of the interesting. year interesting huh. I'm not sure I like that I don't think it's anything interesting. No, it's not. Right? Right. Speaking of AI, are you using it for Christmas shopping? Lots of people are using it for Christmas shopping and choosing and selecting a gift, which I'm confused about. Isn't that what Google did anyways? Like, what should I get a (laughs) 45-year-old woman that likes to cook? I mean, didn't Google do that? Now AI does it. Open AI, you know, chat GPT, and it just spells it out more. I think it writes it for you. I don't understand. So um, I had two recent uses of chat GPT. In one of them, I asked a question, um, and, and I knew the answer, but I wanted to know if there were more than two examples. It only gave me one example. And so I said, well, what about, and I gave the second one, and it said, oh, you're right. Thank you for pointing that out. You're kidding. Like, well, that's very courteous. Well, now I wonder if I go in and ask if they'll share those two examples with me. I want that to be interesting. Well, we might um, have to do that. Yeah. Test. And then the other, um, um, the other one... Um, I've already forgotten. Gosh, I had it right on my head. Oh okay, my we got to skip that because I don't remember off the top of my head. Okay. Um, so um, let's see, what else? You know, Tasty Cake, a oh. long time Philadelphia brand. Anybody who grew up around Philadelphia knows Tasty Cake. Um, they're doing a joint venture with Victory Brewing. Really? A Philadelphia area beer company. And um, they're going to introduce Coffee Cake Ale. Actually, it's already out. So you can go out and get that. So if you're looking for, you know, what to get somebody, uh, you don't have to go to AI. You can just go get some coffee cake ale. I think that's a fabulous <laughs> gift, actually. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, um, all right. So there's that one. Another Philadelphia company just oh. acquired. Yeah. Um, so La Cologne, which is, a, it's not just in Philadelphia. It started here, um, but it's national. Anyway, they got bought out by Chobani, mm-hmm. the yogurt company. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I'm, I I need to do a lot more work to understand the synergies. Yeah, at first I didn't understand the synergies, and then I the, it's it all works for it works for La Cologne. They're getting more shelf space, probably. They're getting better ends at the restaurant at the grocery store because they have their yeah. prepackaged 
you know, cold press or whatever that I'm not a coffee drinker, as you can tell, and has that cold brew stuff. But I don't understand where the connection yeah, is. Yeah, I don't either, because they're different sections of the store. I know. Which means you're typically a different I was just going to say, and a different buyer and the yeah. whole thing. Yeah, so I'm I not, don't know. I'm not clear. And I know that La Cologne got investment from um, private equity last summer. Um, to help expand because they do want to expand. But uh, anyway, it's an interesting acquisition. Um, and uh, so it, it, maybe Chobani wants to take La Coloma as a concept and introduce it elsewhere. Uh, maybe there'll be Chobani little um, like shops, like little pop-ups. Yeah. Like you go and have little yogurt tastings. Well, that's that's big. That's big money. <laughs> We've redefined niche. Uh, it's a true niche. Oh, my goodness. Well, speaking of niches, and literally it's your underarm niche, Unilever has apparently perfected a 72-hour antiperspirant. Really? So there's been talk about it for years, but apparently now they've there's words, word is that they've perfected it. So maybe it'll be coming out. In the oh, night. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm, I'm really rather go daily with that. But um but, uh, but I think but, if you're traveling, sure, and if you're if you're camping, yes, um, you can't shower. <laughs> I think that would be really good, Jim. You need to get it and tell us how it is. Yeah. I will not be around you during those times <laughs> for seventy-two hours oh, to see how it holds great. up. So, um, uh, impossible foods. So you know, every, it seems like every week a CEO says something dumb. You know, often it's with their quarterly earnings. We've discussed that in mm -hmm. previous. This last week it was the CEO for Impossible Foods, mm -hmm. one of the alternative meat companies, um, which I think the name. Uh, describes the possibility of success in possible foods. Um, anyway, he blamed the failure of meat alternatives on wokeness. Really? <laughs> that their marketing was too woke. And he was referring to, of course, himself, his company and their competitors. Oh, my goodness. So I don't know if they're going to start marketing it like with beef jerky and... Yeah, be and, less woke. And guns, but uh, yeah. So... Um, I just thought that it's really you're going to you, you can't come up with anything better. No, I think that's not good. That's being very woke of him. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, all right, let's get into, um, uh, you know, we're going to talk about 2024. So maybe we do that now. But, mm -hmm. let, but here's a segue to get started on it. Uniqlo, um, huh. you know, very successful company, um, Japan based and global, mm -hmm. has introduced this um, this checkout box. Um, and so, you know how Amazon, when they opened their stores, they had uh, checkout, you know, easy. And mm -hmm. you would just put it, it would scan whatever you had, but you had to typically hold it in front of something. Yeah. They've gone a much better approach. Now it's manageable because it's fashion, not, not groceries, but they have an RFID tag. So it's a radio frequency. And when you go to check out, you just put everything into a box at checkout and it automatically it's it's getting this the, the thing projecting so they don't have to so you don't have to scan right. each item you it, just put it all in it, and it, it does it immediately and gives it and apparently people who go you know, there really love it i bet that's just brilliant yeah so it's so an experience are they as doing well as it they're not doing it here yet in they, the state so they're i think they're expanding it everywhere they can mm. um, and so i couldn't tell you what store to go to 
But certainly they're going to have it when you're over in Japan. Hey, that's I what know. you're doing next I'm year. I'm so excited. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. So, but I think it's a it's a really because it's it's a combination of checking out fast and easy, and it's an experience. It's well, and how great that's that goes perfect with who they are as a brand. Yeah. And why they exist, and I think you know they're all about that whole. Their name, Fast Retailing. So we should really get them on the show. Yeah, absolutely. So you're going to be in Japan for the next semester. I am. Tell, tell us about that. I'm so excited. I'm a little shell-shocked that it's 15 days away. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I have to not only pack and leave, but I have to prep for classes. And, and I'm very excited because I think uh, the consumerism in um, – in Asia, specifically Japan, um, they lead the way in so much of what we do here in, um, in, in the West that I think this will be just incredible to really immerse myself into for um, five months. And so I'm, I'm really over the top um, excited about this opportunity to teach. I'll be teaching at um, Temple University Japan campus and I'm teaching um, digital marketing, um, marketing in the management, grad level, undergrad level. So I'm really excited. This should be, and you'll be great. They will love you over there. Um, <laughs> it'll be, I'm, you know, if on this podcast, there's a clear contrast in styles Putting you in Japan could not be more different in terms of personality. It, it will be very, very interesting. So there is, um, there's a huge influencer in um, in Tokyo, and um, her name is called Cyber Bunny. And um, Cyber Bunny is an influencer marketer, and she goes everywhere. And she does all sorts of things, and you know, uh, as what influencer marketers do, and um, hawking products and services. And so, my goal is to get Cyber Bunny into the classroom. Wow. So that is a goal. It's a lofty goal, but I, I'm um, I'm committed to I'm making sure, it happen. Knowing you, um, I'm sure you will get it done. In fact, I'm sure that Cyber Bunny will be um, um, excited to join and uh, may take the class. They may take it for credit. They might. I think if nothing else, Jim, we're going to invite Cyber Bunny on the podcast. So, okay. so that's a that's a really good point. So we will be doing international podcasting, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to continue this going on, but we're going to be in different continents, different time zones, but um, same, same banter and color as we always have. Awesome. Maybe we so, should make bunny our word of the year for 2020. I think that's our word. Yeah. And then we'll get bad bunny, you know, uh, as well. Once you're back from Japan. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, Definitely. Cool. So this will be a great experience. I know you'll have fun, but I think the students will actually really enjoy having you teach in the class. Thank you. I mean, I'm excited because I think there's a lot of um, really fun stuff, honestly, as I said, from um, brand activations that they do in the market to um, just even traditional marketing. Their traditional marketing is very different. Yeah. Even some of their, and they're really, you know, for, for lack of a better word, they really have leaned into digital innovation um, in traditional marketing. And so it doesn't mean that, you know, that you have to be social media or social, you know, do uh, using all social channels. They really embrace technology 
for traditional marketing, you know, from 3D billboards and so forth. So I am so excited um, just to have that opportunity to experience it myself and then to also bring that into the classroom. So it should be fun. Yeah, that's great. Fingers and crossed. It, it'll be great. You don't need luck. You're you're very good. But we're still going to do our podcast yes. just at different hours of the day. Exactly. And so hopefully it'll all work out just fine. Yeah. Unky-dory. I'm sure we will be fine because uh, both of us you know, were involved in international business before we got into academia. And, you know, I used to do, even going back 20 years before Zoom and mm -hmm. virtual um, video meetings, we used to do phone conferences calls yeah. with people all around the world and we'd find a time that was, you know, you just make okay. it work. Yeah. In fact, um, just this past week, I was on a, um, a faculty Zoom meeting with my new department um, from Japan at 1230 midnight at midnight <laughs> um, last week. And, um, you know, I was in pajamas. They didn't know that part. But um, you just make it you make it work. Right. Absolutely. So. Millie, my dog, was more irritated than anything. She was like, <laughs> why are we up and why aren't you checking me out? So, but it was it was good. You so well, and when you're trying to get Cyber Bunny, remind Cyber Bunny that Millie has already been on the podcast. I know. <laughs> I know. All the more reason she needs to come. Absolutely. In fact, I should, I'll start that now because I know that might take a while. But wouldn't that be a great hook? A great get for us. Oh, awesome. It would be fantastic. So, um, and then, you know, who knows, maybe someday you'll get like Taylor Swift. Who knows? I'm trying to get tickets to her concert February in, in Tokyo. Wow. So we'll see how that goes. So um, speaking of um, global, international, mm -hmm. so there was, you know, news about the, um, uh, the, the, troubles in mm -hmm. the Red Sea and the effect on the Suez Canal, you know, and we talked mm -hmm. recently about the Panama Canal and that the water levels are so low yes. that they're having to um, manage how many ships can go through and when. So it's cut down dramatically on the speed at which ships can get through there. And now um, there's a question about um, how many ships are going to go through the Suez Canal, which handles apparently 30% of the world's shipping, mm -hmm. much of it going from um, Asia to um, to Europe, uh, so that between the two, I think we can we can pretty well project that there's going to be a increase in shipping costs mm -hmm. and timing um, over the, the, certainly the next few months. So um, that will be, you know, somebody might say, well, why are you talking about that? What's that got to do with marketing? But if you're a marketing manager for a brand and you're one of those that's affected by something like this, um, then you have to figure out what am I going to do as an alternative? Exactly. Right. And it, it just really, it, it, come on, it's part of the four P's of marketing. Yeah. And you've got to think it all through. And um, it does affect how you go to market yeah, then. Absolutely. It's crazy. So, uh, so it'll be interesting to watch that. Um, and hopefully things, the situation in that part of the world um, comes to, um, uh, gets calmed down and, mm -hmm. and, um, and peace can come back and that will certainly help them other things. Um, retail expansion. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's really interesting because 
very often companies make these grand pronouncements about how many stores they're going to open. And, and there's not really anybody uh, coming back later and going, you know, you said. Yeah, they don't ever look at it. Right. Like, Wait, you said you were going to expand 34 different markets. Right. You only did five. Right. What happened? Nobody ever <laughs> Nobody does Nobody ever does that. So there's the, you know, the question of why do companies bother to do it? And I always think it's for the stock price um, is the reason they announced. But McDonald's announced that they're looking to add 10,000 new stores by 2027. 10,000? 10, 10,000. Globally, Globally or just the, whoa. Yeah. So. Um, That's a lot. But it's still, yeah, it's a lot. Um, but it's a reflection of, of how well they've been doing in terms of business um, over the last number of five years at least. Mm -hmm. um, they also announced they're gonna do a, a makeover for the Big Mac. So after, you know, it's, it's signature item may not be the biggest selling item they have, but it's a signature item, Mac, mm -hmm. McDonald's. Yeah. And so they're going to do a makeover. So when you're back, we're going to. What does that involve? Well, um, we, what are they saying? Maybe we'll get somebody from McDonald's on to oh, talk about it. Good idea. So we'll work on that. Um, Love that. And, well, I think it's interesting because I I don't know if it ever makes sense. I mean, well, let's talk about that. I don't know if I know what that means, but um, when it's your biggest baby, it's your baby. Why do you want to monkey with it? Um, well, tastes do change. Yeah. So um, they uh, one of the things that McDonald's talked about was having the burgers um, be better saying that they want, they, you know, they don't want to lose business to In-N-Out Burger and others. And so they're recognizing that those other companies have better quality burgers. Mm. And so that's part of what they want to do with the Big Mac. Interesting. Um, is yeah. to improve the quality. Mm. Um, so, um, yeah, we'll see. You have to try it. Well, that will be interesting. I mean, they definitely have this secret to success in terms of expansion, right? Because a lot of companies, retail retailers, restaurants, fast food, so many of them when they expand, you were talking about expansion, when they expand and they expand too quickly, they sometimes have to retreat, yeah. right? Because it's like, oh my gosh, we tried to grow grow too fast. And with that comes so many other issues, right? Managerial issues, product control issues, yeah. all sorts of things. I do think McDonald's has that secret sauce figured out for expansion. So if anybody can do it, they definitely they should can. be able to. And one advantage of having a franchise model is that someone else is putting up the capital yeah. um, in terms of the facilities. And it can and, happen and, a lot quicker right. that way. So they're putting up that uh, the money up front and they're also responsible for hiring, training. Mm -hmm. And so you're and managing the, the staff. So those things which require a lot are not on, in this case, McDonald's plate. Yeah. They yeah. certainly have corporate training, but the ownership for making sure the stores are successful uh, will fall on the franchisee yeah. if it's a, assuming it's a franchise location. Yeah. Um, a different growth model, this is, I, I found interesting. Burlington um, said they're going to open 500 new stores. Now, that, their stores are way, way bigger, of course, than McDonald's. That's by, still a lot. By That's 2028. A lot for them. They want to double sales and add 500 stores in the next five years. So, um, that's an interesting one. Well, one thing for sure, there is a lot of retail space for them to find. <laughs> yeah. They don't have to build, so they'll just have to build out. Um, that's still a lot. Yeah. That's a lot for them. And it's a lot um, in, a, in a market that's really kind of very narrowly defined. 
as well. Yeah, I mean, the one advantage they have is they're viewed as a discounter, so people mm-hmm. do view them as having good pricing. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't really have an e-commerce business. No. Because, a lot of that is because they run out of items. They have them mm-hmm. for a short period of time. It's too difficult. That's yeah. why I'm surprised, like the TJ Maxx and all that, they, they do have an e-commerce, but you can't get stuff on there. Yeah. You know, it's it's hard because they are a discounter. Mm-hmm. So uh, Burlington's been hiring students from Temple, from yes. our, our business school, for years. And so I bet probably, you know, there's a reason for their overall corporate success. I am absolutely sure it's because of the owls that they have. <laughs> so I think that's fabulous. I'd like to see some of what those owls have learned in the classroom with us, Jim. Apply it to Burlington. <laughs> We'll have to follow up on right. that. Right, and have them come back and teach us. Yes. So um, at least be on the podcast. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, you know, we do have you know a very busy schedule. Crazy. Uh, so see who's willing to be on at midnight. Um, <laughs> this I, is true. You know, I <laughs> we were talking about class. I finished my classes, um, and this semester I had some guest speakers from Europe. Mm. And um, one of them, uh, my class started at 5.30 in the evening, went to 8 o'clock. So one of them joined the podcast at 11.30 at night. Isn't that amazing? Time, and another one at 10.30 at night, local time. It's yeah. amazing and, when, when, when industry folks give back yeah. of their time. You know, I did a, um, a virtual immersion during COVID to um, Cairo, Egypt. And I had a guest from Vodafone. And that's an eight hour difference. Yeah. And it was two o'clock in the morning for him and he zoomed in. That's great. That's and great. I just think, you know, hats off to these people that that are giving income, whether whether they're zooming in at weird hours or they're coming on campus to give up their time. Yeah. You know, we're not we're not paying them to come. They spend their own dollars to fly here or take the train here or to drive here. I hats off to them because I think that's really setting up the future of um, our business marketers, not even just Temple, wherever you, wherever you donate of your time. Yeah. I think that's great. It is. And the other, one of the reasons I like it is that for students, you know, they're um, this this class. Maybe they were all juniors and seniors, um, but they're still in school. And so mm-hmm. there's this mental image of business executives and what they're like. Um, and but when they get to interact with them, but as you said, in the classroom or on on Zoom, it 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 shows a personality side. Yeah. And they and I think the students realize, oh, they're. They're not really different than us. They're just more experienced, but they're really nice. Yeah. And like and we can talk to them. And so I, I think that I think that's a big part of the college experience is yeah. having a chance to interact. I think it's fantastic. So yeah. I think it's great if we can get even more and more. So shout out to all of all of our industry friends out there. Yeah. So um before we close, so you've got two weeks before Japan. How are you gonna spend your holidays? Well, I will be packing. I, I, and I, How much I, are you bringing? Not that much. Not that much. That's why it's going to be like, you know, if you plan and pack well, then you do better. If you wait the morning of, which is what I did for many of my career, you pack stuff that you never even bring. So I, I'm trying to pack wisely. So I will be packing. I will be trying to organize. Um, I will be one of those people that on Christmas Day will be taking the tree down and putting it on the curb the uh, next morning. Um, but so it's it should be really it, it'll be nice. It'll be a nice, nice trip. 
Yep. So yeah, we're um, we'll be with family for multiple days Here, around, local. Around, yeah, around Philadelphia for the which holidays. is nice. And then we've got really good friends that we've been getting together with them for New Year's weekend. For I think this is our thirty eighth year doing this. Where do you go? Do you go? We somewhere? go. Um, well, they, they, sometimes they came to our place more often. We went there, um, and um, so yeah, we'll be going to their house up in um, in Providence. Oh, beautiful! So Providence be, is so uh, nice. I thought you were going to say something like Times Square, and I was. No. We were going to have to have a discussion. No, I, I, it's the thought of being with oh. two million people, you know, in thirty degree weather. Yeah, um, uh, and and everyone else is drunk. Um, it's yes you know uh, probably outgrew that <laughs> i know i know like i always laugh and say you know it's so cold for us but everybody else has their alcohol blankets on <laughs> so they're like yay and i'm like oh no i've, I've outgrown it definitely yeah. so well listen have a great have great Thank holidays you. um we'll we'll do one more podcast before you leave um for japan but um really enjoy the holidays thank you you too thank you thank you for listening to today's episode the you did what podcast is a production of the temple university american marketing association student chapter our editors are tuama students joseph del grippo abhijit chaudhary and mackenzie jones and our technical advisor is jennifer zalia